Both of them are going to win a game for us in the playoffs for sure. You know, um, you, you, it's almost guaranteed. One of those guys or both of them at some point will do something in the playoffs uh, that will win a game for us. And, and the more <laughs> veterans, the more guys you can get like that, uh, the better for your team. Reggie's just another energy guy, can defend, get the ball up, be another ball handler. Uh, Marcus, almost everything. You know, we need him to defend and rebound, but knock down threes. He's another floor spacer. And he can score, too, you know. Like, uh, we were laughing after the game. I mean, I think they put a point guard on him for a while. Uh, and we were going to take advantage of it. But Kawhi and BG had it going. <laughs> so, you just say, oh, you know, we didn't need to. You know, and he even, he agreed with that. Like, he's been great because he understands his role and why he's here. So, he's been fantastic. I mean, he brings uh, definitely strength from the outside shooting. Um, you know, being able to switch multiple positions, toughness, uh, you know, a guy that, you know, he's a leader. He's been around this game for a while. Um, he's been on numerous different teams, so, you know, he's played with a lot of different guys. But um, he adds a lot to our team as far as just, you know, still being able to do a lot from the one all the way down to the five position, um, you know, toughness that we need on the court. Um, another veteran guy in this locker room who, you know, is able to help us young guys like myself. Um, Emmett and uh, Zoo, you know, we got some young guys in this room that, you know, have some great leaders, and he definitely was added to be one of them. Congrats on the number of retirement. Yeah, That's man, like incredible. That. Yeah. yeah. Put a real one up there. They, they did. About they that did. time, man. Sound of the horn. Welcome to an all new legendary clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Wild, and with me today, folks, more Montrez Harrell, more Doc Rivers, and of course, we got a real one. The real one is here. Marcus Morris Sr. His first clipcast. I interviewed him in the locker room. I'm gonna play that clip, clip for you on this brand new. Marcus Morris Sr. Spectacular Clipcast. Last night, when we obliterated Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies, who came into L.A. above 500 and a playoff team. They're still a playoff team, but they lost two in a row in L.A. and are now one game under 500. They were a 500 basketball team when they faced us last night, and we were finally healthy. Doc Rivers had all his puzzle pieces all of them. We talked about it on a previous clipcast about having all the puzzle pieces, but that was before Morris. That was before Reggie Jackson. And you already heard Doc Rivers say those guys are guaranteed to win us a playoff game. And I think Marcus Morris wins us a handful. He's a real one. They retired his number in Kansas. I talked to him about it on an all-new clipcast dedicated to Marcus Morris Sr. It's the Marcus Morris Sr. Spectacular clipcast. But last night, we obliterated Memphis. We got up 30 quick. We stayed up 30. We got Lawler's Law up 30, 100 to 70. And what was awesome about last night, with all the pieces, with all the weapons at Doc's disposal, who lights him up? Montrez Harrell, that's who. Kawhi Leonard in limited minutes, that's who. Kawhi Leonard played less than 25 minutes. 25 points 25 points in less than 25 minutes Montrez Harrell 22 points in less than 20 minutes Montrez 
played less minutes than Ivica Zubats. And we're going to get into that later in the show. But right now, it's time to celebrate Marcus Morris Sr. New acquisition, part of that trade that shipped Mo Harkless. We got rid of Jerome Robinson. We shed Derek Walton Jr. We've still got a roster space. We've still got a 15th slot open. But we got Reggie Jackson. We picked him up. And we traded for Marcus Morris Sr. Marcus Morris comes to L.A. from the New York Knickerbocker, please. And now he's a Clipper. Now he's a part of the Clippers, and he's on Clipcast. Let's go to that locker room interview right now. Marcus, you got your number retired in Kansas. Can yeah. you describe the feeling of how surreal that was, seeing your number hanging in the cathedral? Yeah, it was a, it was a great, uh, it was definitely a great honor. Uh, to have my family there, my brother there. Uh, he deserved it just as much as I did. So, you know, just to have him up there, have him a part of it, it was, was special to me and my family. And, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, Kansas is home for me. Tonight was the first night you got to play with Paul and Pat on the squad. What a difference do those guys make? Um, you know, we just we just added more weapons on the floor. Uh, just opened up the floor for guys. And, you know, Pat is a, is a dog, so he's out there. You know, he's very active, very you know, his communication is very high. And, you know, PG is a superstar in his league. You know how much attention he, you know, he craves. And, you know, it was fun. You know, we were on a low, small losing streak. But, you know, that's what happens when you add guys in. You know, you're just trying to play off of guys. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's one goal. And, you know, we're going to figure it out. You ever been on a team that is this deep? The two superstars, six man of the year. Uh, never got, nah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, you know, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a pack squad. And, you know, it, it's like I said earlier, man, it, it's good because it, it, raised, it raised the level of my play. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how far we take this. I'm excited to see how far they take it to my friends. And I think they take it all the way to the first ever Western Conference Finals appearance in Clipper franchise history. 50 years with no Conference Finals appearance. When we started, we were in the Eastern Conference. We played for Buffalo. It was too cold. So what happened? The owner of the Boston Celtics, who wanted to move his family to Southern California, and who can blame him? Boston is a horrible city. Only place that's worse is Syracuse, New York. <laughs> Buffalo probably even colder in Boston. Oh, there's cities. I'm just cold talking about those stupid cold cities. But regardless, the proud Buffalo Braves and the Boston Celtics owners switch teams. They swap teams. How crazy and nutty is that statistic? But the owner of the Boston Celtics wants to move his family to Southern California. He knows he can't move the Boston Celtics, that storied franchise, to Southern California. That's not an option. So what does he do? I mean, back then, did you pick up a rotary phone? Did you wiretap it? <laughs> did you use Morse code? Did you put a little note on the leg of a pigeon that's not the noise of a pigeon anyway somehow the boston celtics and buffalo braves owners switch teams so the boston celtics owner and the buffalo braves owner swap squads how nutty is that and moving from new york to southern california off go the buffalo braves just like marcus morris moved from new york city to Southern California and Los Angeles. Nutty, nutty times. I am so excited to see what Marcus Morris brings to the table. I love how Montrez Harrell said, you know, young guys like us, like Landry Shamit and Zubats and Montrez, young guys. We forget that Trez is a young 
guy. And I want to compare and talk about some of the Clipper Nation yahoos, especially on Twitter, that just don't think Doc is using Zubots wisely. And I couldn't disagree more, but I really want to break down Zubots versus Montrez. And it's not versus because they're teammates and they play the same position. You start Ivica Zubots, the more traditional center, the better rebounder. And then you swap him in for Montrez Harrell, the better all-around player, the better offensive guy, and the better shot blocker, to be quite honest. Him and Lou are spectacular on the pick and roll. They have this crazy chemistry they've been building since they summered together in Atlanta a few summers ago. And you see the two of them together. They know each other's next moves. Zubats and Kawhi are still figuring it out. But my goodness, last night, we had all the pieces. We had everything. We had Marcus Morris Sr. We had five guys in double digits last night. They, Memphis Grizzlies, at one point a 500 basketball team, still in the playoff bubble at the eight seed. Will we play them? Possible, possible playoff preview. How great would that be to go back to the first round versus Memphis and get your brooms out and sweep those dirty grit city, grind city dogs? We're the dogs. You guys are cats, the musical with the heavyset guy from England and that heavyset gal from Australia. Really? Let's get a couple of chunky white folks and put them in fur and have them sing. All right. Anyway, last night, five guys in double digits. Kawhi Leonard, like I said earlier, 25 points in less than 25 minutes. Marcus Morris Sr. with 13 points, plus or minus 15. Love that, Marcus Morris, two for five from three-point land, which is what we need. Two assists, one steal. Get after it. One blocked shot, Marcus Morris Sr. I love Marcus Morris Sr., and he was a great interview in the locker room. He calls himself a real one. I'm going to play that clip again. I'm going to play that clip again right now, talking about a real one hanging in the rafters. Congrats on the number of retirement. Yeah, That's man, like incredible. That. Yeah. yeah, Put a real one up there. They, they did. About they that did. time, man. <laughs> he's a real one. Oh, he's a real one. He is a real one indeed. I saw he's just him and Reggie are such great locker room pieces. I saw it last night in the locker room. I saw Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson chatting it up, laughing it up, talking it up. In comes Paul George, laughing it up, chatting it up, talking it up. Montrez Howe right there. The guys are looser, man. The guys get along better this year, man. This is not... Chris Paul's locker room. Everybody says, oh, Chris Paul's fun now at OKC Thunder. That's not going to last. That guy's not fun. That guy with the Oscar from The Office laying on the hood of the car looking at the clouds saying there's a bear eating your home or something stupid. Chris Paul's not fun. I was in that locker room. It wasn't fun. Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, those guys were kind of fun. Chris Paul wasn't fun. He was the general. He was the quarterback. And the locker room wasn't fun. What's crazy about this Clipper locker room, folks, You would think it's Kawhi Leonard's locker room. You would think it's Paul George's locker room. It isn't. It's Pat Beverly's locker room. It's Pat and Lou's locker room. It's Pat, Lou, and Montrez's locker room. It's those three guys. Those three guys who've been here building that holy triumvirate, that triad, that triangle. Those three guys. Those pieces. It's Pat Beverly's locker room and we win when Pat Beverly plays two out of three games as a matter of fact and we lose when he doesn't play so let's keep 
him playing. And last night he played. And last night we won. The minutes spread outitude. Oh, the minute, the minutes, the minutes that everybody got to play was just perfect. Last night was a perfect example of when everything clicks. Our defense is so spectacular. Look, our offense is there. We're top 10 offense. We're top 10 defense. We can score the basketball, but when the defense is that good, we are going to score a lot of buckets. Right, Doc? I thought our guys were excited to see everybody. Yeah, they you were. Know, and, uh, First time ever. You know, I like the fact that they set, you know, we scored a ton of points, but I thought we set the tone with our defense. You know, and uh, with the way we can score, if we get stops, we're going to score a lot of points, and I thought we did that. Yeah, five guys scored in double digits. Kawhi Leonard, like I said, 25. Marcus Morris Sr., 13. And then let's go to the bench. Landry Shamit, 13 points. Montrez Harrell, 22 points. Jamichael Green, 13 points. Lou Williams didn't have a ton of points, but didn't need to because we have weapons. Paul George. Paul George didn't score a ton of points, didn't need to because we have weapons. And Paul George started the game hot, started the game with the first five points, set the tone early, didn't really need to score a ton after that because we have so many weapons, so many tools. Let's talk Montrez Harrell right now versus Ivica Zubats. And let's not forget, folks, they're on the same team. There is no competition between them. There is a competition with them. Together, they want to clobber everyone. They want rings. They don't want to beat each other out to get a ring individually. No, 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 no. They are on the same squad. Montrez Harrell, man, what a special, spectacular athlete. And when we are healthy, it's all about health, folks. When we are healthy, we are phenomenal. Let's take a listen to Montrez Harrell right now, post game in the locker room. You know, I think we're just playing for the moment. You know, I think we're playing for right now. We're playing for, you know, to continue to keep working, to continue to keep building as a group. You know, and I think um, it was good to have everybody back tonight because we was able to, you know, get a glimpse of, you know, us at full strength. Um, we had guys who've been battling injuries going into that All Star break. Um, they got their bodies back right, and it's uh, just, you know, fun to have everybody out there on the floor so we can have a chance to continue to jail and get better as a group. Gosh, Yarnett, Landry, Shamit, excuse the language, but I don't know if you caught that. You can go back that, like, rewind 15-second button. But in the BG was PG. In the background was Paul George with some real colorful words. <laughs> Uh-oh, watch out. Might have to get explicit rating. I think if it's in the BG, it's allowed. I apologize to our young listeners. I know it's a family show, but hey, it's the locker room. Locker room talk. Watch out. Uh-oh. God damn it. Gosh, sharn it. Excuse me. Let's talk right now. Ivica Zubats versus Montrez Harrell. Everybody on Twitter. And I want to say this. First and foremost, get on NBA Twitter. It's so worth it. Even for the nonsense it is the best. It is the most entertaining thing. It's like, I don't know if you have any gals or guys in your life who follow like the Real Housewives of Atlanta or Beverly Hills or Orange County or New Jersey. Like those Bravo shows, Vanderpump Rules, soap operas, etc. Keeping up with the Kardashians. That kind of drama, that kind of gossip. I don't know if any of your gal pals or if any of the fellas you know follow those shows. That kind of TNT knows drama. That kind of great 
Just gossip and scoops abound on NBA Twitter. You got to get on Twitter. If you're listening to this show and you don't have a Twitter account, trust me, start one and just put NBA and Clippers and just be entertained. Hashtag NBA Twitter. Click on it and you will be delighted. Now, that being said, I'm going to say officially on this show, for the record, and I've said it many times on Twitter, Doc Rivers is a better coach than random Twitter person, okay? Random tweeter is not as good as Doc Rivers, who's been to the NBA Finals twice. And Sam Tripoli hates Doc Rivers. He thinks that Doc Rivers should have won more with Kevin Garnett, but it is very hard to win a chip. And Doc Rivers did win a chip. And Doc Rivers went to the conference finals many times. And I love Doc Rivers. I've dealt with Doc Rivers. I got my first media pass the day Doc Rivers showed up. He and I have been in these press conferences and in these locker room media thingy-dinger ding-dongs together for seven years, I believe it is now. Something crazy like that. We're in our seventh season together, Doc and I. And I love this guy. So I only know Doc. I've never been in the locker room and in the press conference. I didn't have to deal with Vinny Del Negro. Do I even need to bring up that name, Vinny Vinny Del Negligent? Vinny Vidivici, the worst coach ever. Couldn't do anything. Went 2-8 and in his last 10 playoff games. He coached 2-8 and out of his last 10. Got swept by San Antonio in round two. Won two games versus Memphis. And then lost four in a row. That's why he doesn't coach anymore. That's why if you ever see Vinny, it's on the radio. Okay? He's not a good coach. Doc Rivers, this is his third team. He's in the top 13 all-time most wins. He's the best black coach in basketball history, and that matters. Montrez Harrell last night wearing a Million Woman March t-shirt. It matters. These guys, that matters. These are prominent black athletes who have risen to the top of the pinnacle of success in NBA basketball, and that means something. And to the black community and the black culture, these guys are icons. These guys are heroes. And how special that they don't have to look at some dumb white guy in a suit. They don't. The the white guy in a suit they look to is the logo, Jerry West, the greatest architect in the history of the game. The white guy in a suit they look to is Steve Ballmer, the best owner in American sports, certainly the richest owner in American sports. And let's just wash everything pre-Ballmer. Everything pre-Ballmer was a wash. It was fun to be a Clipper fan because they were lovable losers, like rooting for the Chicago Cubs for 100 years. They were lovable losers. You weren't a poser if you liked the Clippers. You weren't some L.A. Hollywood jerk-off who goes to Laker games late and leaves early and goes to that horrible arena, Staples Center, for a Laker game, blech, where they black out the crowd because nobody wants to look at how stupid and ugly the Laker fans are. That's a, that's a lot of the L word. Anyway, but it's not as fun going to those games. They play commercials during the games. They don't have the 2020 raffle. They don't have Hannah. They don't have DJ Dents. They don't do musical chairs on inflatable chairs. They don't have Chuck the Condor, who just turned four. Happy birthday, Chuck. By the way, I had a Twitter poll. 
who should be my co-host while Hollywood Hank is off on a secret film location I'm not allowed to talk about. I signed several NDAs, Hank, and I'm going to honor those NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. I won't talk about it. I've already talked about it too much. Uh-oh, I've got some lawyer knocking on the studio door. <laughs> anyway, but listen, I put a t- poll on Twitter. Who do you want to be my co-host? Everybody, the winner above positive Chuck Mockler, above Farbod, above special guest, was Chuck the Condor. Problem is, Chuck the Condor doesn't speak. Horrible co-host for an audio format. The guy doesn't speak. And I considered, like, should I give, like, Chuck, like, a funny Daffy Duck voice or something? You're despicable. But Chuck's only four years old. He's just a kid. His voice hasn't even changed yet. He's got, like, a high voice. (laughs) Ha-ha! Hey guys, it's me, Chuck. You know, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna taint whatever your image of Chuck's voice would be. That's right, the image of the voice. But let's talk about right now. I started talking about it, but I didn't really start talking about it. Ivica Zubats versus Montrez Harrell. And Twitter, oh Twitter, oh Clipper Nation Twitter. How you love to say Ivica Zubats should play more minutes. How you love to say, oh, we don't want Montrez Harrell playing too many minutes. I'll tell, I'll tell you about Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell doesn't take a day off. Montrez Harrell doesn't take a day off. Marcus Morris Sr., who this episode is about, and we're celebrating Marcus Morris Sr. In the locker room last night, I heard him talk to his trainer. Trainer came over. They shook hands. They dabbed each other they pounded each other and then she did that horrible corny like bring your hand back like the pound exploded it's like super cheesy and marcus morris was hilarious he was like don't ever do that what is that don't don't ever do that again why do people do that it's really very funny he pounds and then you know the when people do that it's just horrible it's like super lame it's like something tina fey or amy poehler would do on a show where they play you know gals Anyway, uh, but the, the pound and the psh. so Marcus Morris was like, "Don't, don't ever do that again." And he taught her a handshake, how to lock it down. It was actually kind of a great moment. But then she said, "You know, let's talk treatment." And Marcus Morris Senior said, "I gotta, I want to sleep in tomorrow. I gotta listen to my body. I gotta listen to my body." And he wanted, I could hear him. I could hear it. He's older. He wanted to take the day off. Why do I talk about this? Because Montrez Harrell takes no days off. He's constantly hooping. He's always playing basketball. When the season is over, he goes to Atlanta and plays basketball every day with Lou Williams. Comes back home to L.A., plays basketball every day in the Drew League. Montrezl Harrell, much like Jamal Crawford, obviously very different players, very different body types. But those guys are very similar in the fact that they hoop every day. Sweet Lou Williams. Sweet Lou Williams wants to have a pool party. Sweet Lou Williams wants to like chill out with his family, maybe uh, sip a boat drink next to the pool. Montrez Harrell doesn't want to sip a boat drink next to the pool. Montrez Harrell wants to play basketball every single day. So when you talk to me on Twitter, and I'm glad you do, at LA Clipcast, always tweet to me. I'm very, very active on Twitter. I will always get into it with you guys. And it's all love, fam. Clipper Nation, it's love. I got nothing but love for you. I hate the L word. I hate their stupid fans. But I love Clipper Nation. Talk to me because I'm telling you, Montrez Harrell playing less than 20 minutes last night, that guy wants to play 48 minutes, and I understand that's where the coaching comes in and the staff comes in and the health and fitness guys come in, and they say, no, you know, you don't play 48 minutes a night, and he doesn't. Last night was the perfect example of how to use Montrez Harrell. Last night was the perfect example of why Montrez Harrell is better, a better overall player than Ivica Zubats. Ivica Zubats. 
20 minutes, over 20 minutes, six points. Montrez Harrell, under 20 minutes, over 20 points. 22 points versus six points. And someone on Twitter said, oh, you can't just use one game as an example because last night at one point, literally, Montrez had played for 10 minutes, went five for five with 14 points, and Ivica Zubats had played for 10 minutes and went 0 for 3 for zero points. Now, at minute 11, Zubats starts scoring finally, but Zubats is never going to explode. Not yet, not at this point in his career, for 20 or more. Whereas Montrezl Harrell does that constantly. So I'm not just using last night as an example, one game as an example. I'm using every game. I'm using points per game as an example. Points per game, Ivica Zubats, eight. Points per game, Montrez Harrell, over 18, okay? And last night, he explodes for 22. He's capable of 30 points. Marcus Morris, capable of 40 points. These guys, Marcus Morris, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Montrez Harrell, and Lou Williams, those five guys, those five guys are capable of exploding for 20 each, and that's 100 points. And, oh, it's the law, bingo. Oh, me, oh, my. Settle down, Mike Smith. Those five guys are your guys offensively. And, yeah, Landry Shamit is going to hit some threes. And, yeah, Pat Bev has been much better from three. Pat Bev's going to give you offense. Obviously, he's going to control the ball. Reggie Jackson is going to control the ball. But Ivica Zubats, Jermichael Green, those guys, they know their role. They are role players. And their role, look, we'll take it. Ivica Zubat's exploding for 20 points. I'll take it. It's a fluke. And maybe he's going to get there eventually, but he's just a kid. He's just a kid. Landry Shamit is just a kid. And what's crazy is Montrez Harrell considers himself a young guy like those two guys, but he's older, obviously. Montrez is 26 years old. Landry and Zubats are each 22. So four years they're senior, but still early to mid-20s, all three of those guys, two of them early 20s, 22 apiece for Landry Sharnett and Ivica Zubats, 26 for Montrez. Those three guys are very key pieces. But again, it's about a role. I want to talk about Reggie Jackson's role. Reggie Jackson coming in, taking a lot of pressure off Lou Williams. Lou Williams doesn't now have to be such a ball handler as much as now he can be Lou doing Lou things. He doesn't have to be the point guard anymore because why? Reggie Jackson. Because Pat Beverly's back. With those two guys, it eases Lou. It makes Lou be more Louie, sweet Louie. Reggie Jackson helps Lou Williams. Right, Doc? Yeah, I just think it helps Lou when there's another ball handler on the floor. You know, I thought uh, with all the injuries, Lou being the primary ball handler, I thought it hurt him. You know, um, I thought he was tired at times because of it. You know, it's it's hard bringing the ball up and scoring. You know, and when you have Reggie with him, I thought that made it a lot easier for Luke. That's big, man, because he also brings that hard toughness uh, and that competing level on the defense end as well. Um, he's a guy that comes in. He's another very guy that we added to his locker room. So, like I said, I'm just tremendous because we're still able to do so many multiple things, um, you know, all the way across the board. 
And, uh, you know, for him, um, I think he's still trying to get a feel of us and, you know, how we play. Um, but I think he's going to do a great job of fitting in our system and what we do and what we bring to the floor. Reggie Jackson, new piece. Marcus Morris Sr., new piece. And let's talk about all the Clipper pieces on the other side after this quick break. Last night was such a great example of what Doc can do when he has all his options. There were 10 guys for the Clippers, all who played basically right around 19 minutes to just under 25 minutes, all within like a 20 to 22-minute window, in between 19 minutes and change and under 25 minutes. And those 10 guys, I mean, listen to this laundry list, this cavalcade of heroes. These captains of terrificness, your Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, one. Marcus Morris Sr., two. Ivica Zubats, three. Paul George, four. And Patrick Beverly, five. There's your starting five. And that is a nasty starting five. First team all defense. Three first team all defenders. One former defensive player of the year who just happens to be the NBA Finals MVP, the NBA All-Star Game MVP. Kawhi Leonard, you've got a dog on defense in Patrick Beverly being your quarterback as a starting point guard. And then look at this. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris Sr., and traditional center Ivica Zubats, who I love. I love Ivica Zubats. He's going to get you 10 points and 10 rebounds on any given night. He is a rebounding machine. I saw him get three offensive rebounds in a row, and finally score a basket. Tip and tip and tip and basket. I love Ivica Zubats. I just like the backup center better. I like the idea of Montrez Harrell finishing games and Ivica Zubats starting games. So let's keep talking. We know the starting five. Again, Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, three former first-team all-defenders. Oh, that defense is nasty. Add Marcus Morris Sr., a real dog, and a true center, giant Ivica Zubats. And now let's go to that bench to get to that tremendous 10. I called him the Magnificent Seven on a previous podcast, but it's really that tremendous 10 of Sweet Lou Williams, your sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell, a number member, a number member, another member of the 420 club, but now it's the 519 squad. Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams, literally number one and number three in six man of the year votes last year. Uh, the Literally the highest scoring bench tandem in NBA history. The best bench in NBA history, which, by the way, just got better because we added Reggie Jackson. And we've got Landry Shamit, the sharpshooter. And I love this guy. Doesn't get enough credit. J. Mike, Jamichael Green. That 10 again. Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Marcus Morris Sr., Ivica Zubats, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Landry Shamit, Reggie Jackson, and Jamichael Green. That is like a hockey swap out where you take a lineup that is a murderer's, low, murderer's row lineup of our starting five and just hockey swap them. Hockey swap them for that back five, that bench, that second unit. That's tremendous. And Montrez Harrell talked about it on this show. The second unit comes in and just finishes the job. That is a tremendous 10. I'm not even, I'm not even mentioning Amir Coffey, Patrick Patterson, and Rodney McGruder. 
who are also there as options 11, 12, and 13. We have got a tremendous 10. We are in a great spot to do tremendous things, Clipper Nation. This Clipper squad, let's look ahead. Let's look ahead at what we've got coming up. I know we're going on the road to get some sweet, sweet revenge because early in the season, we suffered our first loss when we went to Phoenix, but we didn't have all the pieces, not these pieces. Marcus Morris was a Nick back then. What's his name? Reggie Jackson was a Detroit Piston back then. So we're going back to Phoenix, and we are going to be at Phoenix tomorrow. And I like the Clippers, obviously, at Phoenix as a revenge match because we got to win at least one. We're not going to go 0 for 2 in Phoenix. It's not happening, folks, especially when we've got the tremendous 10. And then back home Friday night on ESPN for the marquee matchup of the week, Denver Nuggets versus your Los Angeles Clippers at home. Basically, it's a winner-take-all. We can, we can win in Phoenix, right? And then... Here we go, Friday night, to claim the two spot. It's really a battle for the two seed. That's Friday night. That's a big game. Sunday, another big marquee matchup on Channel 7, ABC, the alphabet. Noon 30 versus Philadelphia 76ers. And we went at Philly and we lost. And we are going to win at home versus Philly. We are the best home team in the West. We are the best team in Los Angeles. Our record in L.A. is better than the best team in the West's record in their own building in L.A. And I love this stat. And I always tweet it out with new stats, with new win-losses. In the win-loss column, the best team in the NBA is the Bucs, okay? They're the best team in the NBA. They've already clinched a playoff berth, which is outrageous because it's February. But the best team win-loss in the NBA is the Bucks. The best team win-loss in the West is the L word. I don't like it, but that's the truth. The best team win-loss at Staples Center in Los Angeles is the Clippers. We've played 30 games. We're 24 and 6. They've played 28 games. They're 20 and 8. Two more losses, four less wins. The Clippers are the best team in Los Angeles. Let's talk more about it after this short break which may not even be a break maybe i'm back right now clipping ahead we're at phoenix wednesday night we're home versus denver in the battle of the two seed versus the nuggets friday night big game on espn sunday afternoon we are home versus philadelphia 76ers a huge game on abc that is must see tv and then we are on the road for a little two-step at okc tuesday at houston thursday Back home Sunday, back on ABC for a big old matchup versus the L Word. This is not the make em up game. They rescheduled the make em up game, the postponed game, because they had to edit a video. The postponed game is going to be played April 9th. The best news about that is the L Word is going to be playing <laughs> back to back to back, three games in three nights. I guess they're all home games. Tuesday, home game. Wednesday, home game. Thursday, home game versus the Clippers. They are so screwed. There is no way. There is no possible way that they can beat us on the third night of a back-to-back-to-back. Guess what? You postpone and reschedule? Feel the burn, bro. Sorry, L-word. But you are going to put the loss in Los Angeles that night. 
we had to shuffle the deck, I guess, and reschedule some game versus Chicago. So we are versus Chicago April 6th. That's new. I guess that date changed. And we've got a back-to-back the next day at Utah. But that's way ahead. But that's the postponement change them up the make them up game. We will play the L word four times. I, I was worried, honestly, that it was only going to be three. But we got a big one coming up a week from Sunday on ABC versus the L word. And then the L word, by the way, really tough eight game spread for them that we'll be in the thick of. And I think that's going to be the reality. That's going to be a dose of reality. They're going to come back down to earth in March, the L word, because they got eight tough games and I know this is not L word cast but I do want to talk about this because they're the one seed and on Friday night we could be the sole possessor of the two seed or certainly tied for two with Denver let's get that W okay but I want to talk about the L words tough stretch where all of a sudden March 3rd they play Philly then they got to play Milwaukee then they got to go at Clippers then they got to play Brooklyn Nets Houston Rockets Denver Nuggets Two versus Utah, Utah. That's a tough, tough stretch for the L word. Philly, Milwaukee, Clippers, Brooklyn Nets, Houston Rockets, Denver Nuggets, Jazz, Jazz. That is a murderous eight-game stretch for a bunch of jerks. And those jerks could go one in seven during that stretch. And all of a sudden, let's party because we're the one seed. But that is coming up not this week, but next week. So it is so important for us to win these games when we're clipping ahead. It is so important for us to win on ABC at home versus Philadelphia and at home versus the L word. It is muy importante. But that terrific 10, that tremendous 10 is going to get it done. We're finally healthy. The most important thing for this team is health. Am I right, Doc? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, I didn't even know we lost three in a row. And I'm not, I'm literally not kidding. Because uh, I don't, like, I don't worry about it. I look at how we're playing and, you know, four all-star break. And, you know, I'll let you guys worry about all that stuff. Like, our job is, is just getting healthy, number one, and then get better and keep working on getting better. Um, I didn't like how we were playing uh, before the break, you know. Uh, didn't obviously love the game the other night, uh, but I wouldn't. I'm not concerned by it. If you want me to be honest about it, uh, you know, we we just got to get guys on the floor. We need more minutes together. Uh, even the night, like we played great, but then there were stretches where I thought we got bogged down, and, and you can see that uh, we just don't know the stuff yet. So. Uh, but tonight was great. Tonight was great. Last night was great. We annihilated a playoff team. And everyone likes to say, oh, we play down to our competition. We didn't play down to our competition last night. Yeah, we are 0-2 versus the Sucktown Kanks at Staples. And that is so frustrating because the best team in the West were 2-0 at Staples. But, the I mean, what are they? What What, what is Sacramento? Let's look this up. 10? 11, they're horrible is what they are. Sacramento Kings are 13. 13 out of 15 possible teams in the West. They are such a bunch of bums. They have won a dozen games 
on the road. What's funny is, oh, excuse me, pardon me, 11 games. They've won 11 games on the road. Two of them were at Staples Center versus the Clippers. So, look, you can just say on Twitter and get upset and say fire Doc because we went 0-2 at Staples Center versus the Sucktown Kanks. You can say that. But we weren't healthy. We didn't have that tremendous 10. We didn't have our true starting five. We didn't have an acclimated Reggie Jackson. We didn't have Pat Beverly for that last one. When we don't have Pat Beverly and Paul George, that is a huge hit. And what's crazy, like Doc said, was that they practiced. They practiced for two days of practice, and then all of a sudden— the doctors come in, not Doc Rivers, but the doctors, the strength and conditioning team, and says, uh, no, 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 they, they, these guys can't play. They just practiced. They just practiced two days in a row. They practiced. They got good. They're gelling. Oh, by the way, uh, these two guys, uh, two of the starting five, they're not available tonight. How annoying is that? But now they're back. Now they're available. They're strained, so they got to watch them like hawks. Not to be confused with the Atlanta Hawks, who are a bunch of bums. But they've got to watch these strains. And again, if it was the playoffs, I'm telling you, Paul George and Pat Beverly would be available every single game. But it ain't the playoffs. And seeding, yeah, seeding is good. Seeding, seeding's important. But you, you definitely have to have health, number one. Seeding's important, too, though. Like, if we can get the one or two, it'd be great. Uh, but if you told me we can get that and one of those guys would be injured, I would take another seat. I think that's more what I'm saying. And uh, But I, we definitely have to be careful because both of those are uh, they're strain injuries. They're not, you know, you know, so it's not me. It's more listening to the minute that's the minutes that they tell us we can play guys. You know, Paul wanted to go back in because he wanted to get up to his minutes because conditioning is a concern with him. But then when I saw how the game was going when he came back, I was like, we'll, we'll try tomorrow. You know, we'll run you tomorrow if that's what you need. So so the Clippers snap their three-game losing streak. Yes, the longest losing streak of the season, three. Second longest losing streak of the season, two. Third longest losing streak of the season, one. We are real good coming off of a loss. I know there are too many losses, and it is good looking slimmer and slimmer like we're going to get 60 wins I do think we at the very least tie the franchise record for most wins in a season at 57 but these guys are not playing to beat regular season franchise record wins they're not that Golden State Warriors team that wanted to beat the Jordan led Bulls regular season win record and then lose it all in the finals. This team is not about regular season. It really isn't. We do need to be healthy in the regular season so we can click and be firing on all pistons to be ready for April because here it comes next week, the march into the playoffs, March Madness, as we march into April and the playoffs. March is the most important regular season month by leaps and bounds. I've always said it. I'll always say it. I will always say this. March is the most important month of the regular season. Why? Because you are marching into April and the playoffs. The most important season in the NBA calendar is the NBA postseason, which is just around the corner. After March comes April. 
And the groundhog saw his shadow, so winter's shorter, whatever that means, okay? Winter is coming. <laughs> I would like to check back in with Pat Flicks and chill. Pat Patterson came in, hit two big threes and some garbage minutes last night. I love Pat Patterson. I'm wondering what he's been watching recently, what he's been looking at, what did he think about the Oscars. But it was great to meet Marcus Morris Sr. It was great to meet Reggie Jackson. I'll try to get Reggie Jackson on the next Clipcast. I'll also try to get Burbank Hank back on the Clipcast. Friends, I met a couple of you just in my travels. Always, if you see me, I'm hard to miss. I look like Tom Petty had a baby with Big Lebowski, and they just never really loved her. (laughs) Anyway, but if you see me, come up and talk to me. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to talk to you. If you're going to these games, I'm going to be at the games. Come up and talk to me. I've talked to a bunch of you recently, a lot of fans of the show. I love to meet the fans. And tell me what you want to hear on the show. I met a guy, never listened to a podcast in his life, started listening to Clipcast, Five Stardust, what a match, love him. Didn't introduce himself name-wise, and that's on me. I should have asked his name, but I love this guy. He listens to the show, saw him a couple of times, and he five-starred us. And that's really, look, 213 Hoops or whatever is going to literally beg for money on their hands and knees, Patreon and this and that, song and dance with their hat in their hands. Please pay us. Please give me money, money, money. I don't want your money. I want you to be a Clippers fan. I want you to save your money so you can buy Clippers gear. I want you to save your money so you can buy Clippers tickets. I want you to save your money so you can buy Clipper gear and wear it around wherever you're from on planet Earth. Because I know there's a lot of you on planet Earth listening to us in countries that aren't the U.S. and A. I know you're out there in Australia. I know you're out there in the U.K. and Canada. I love you out there in France. I love my German listeners. I love my Chinese listeners and my Japanese listeners. I love my Taiwanese listeners. I've got listeners all over planet Earth, and I'm not asking you for money, friends. I'm not asking you for a dime. Save your money. Go to Clippers.com and shop and buy a T-shirt and buy a hat so everybody in your community and in your city and in your town and in your country, you're part of planet Earth, knows that you are a member of Clipper Nation. I'll never ask for a dime. I'll never ask for a penny. But what I will ask you to do is to subscribe to Clipcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And please, just quickly scroll with your finger or your thumb Get to scrolling and just five-star us. Please five-star us. Write a review if you'd like. Talk about how great Burbank Hank is. Where the heck has he been? Talk about how you love a family show. Gosh, sharn it. And we don't like to use uh, bad language here on the show. And also, I do like when stupid Burbank Hank is in here doing his damn toot-toots. <laughs> it's a real treat for me not to have to hear those toots. I hear those toots in my nightmares. Landry Shamit. Anyway, gosh darn it. Well, the show is coming to a close. Guys, the sky, I know it seemed like it was falling when we lost three in a row, when we lost four out of five, but we didn't have the pieces. We didn't have the terrific 10, the tremendous 10. We've got the tremendous 10. Marcus Morris is gelling. Reggie Jackson is gelling. Ivica Zubats is gelling. He's being used appropriately. I know in hindsight, you look back at the losses and go, well, if Zubats had only played four minutes more, we would have won by 50. That's just not accurate, guys. Doc Rivers knows what he's doing. Lawrence Frank knows what he's doing. Jerry West knows what he's doing. And me, Chris Wilde, star of Clipcast, he knows 
what he's doing. If you miss Burbank Hank, go to Netflix. Watch his show, Prank Encounters. If you want to see me and not hear me, go to Netflix. Watch my movies, The Babysitter. When we first met, Rim of the World. When we first met The Babysitter, my God, Rim of the World. And coming soon, coming soon, The Cuphead Show on Netflix and The Babysitter 2. And they beefed up my role. Oh, they beefed me up. It's so beefy. Let's sound the beefy horn, Clipper Nation. Beef. <laughs> when I was growing up, if you beefed, that means you farted. And if you took a meat, that meant you did a poops. Anyway, did you beef or did you meet? Beefy horns abound on this Marcus Morris Senior Spectacular Clipcast. Thanks for hanging out with me in the Tiki Hut Studios. Sound of the non-toot-toot horn. Good night, everybody. I'm going to bed. That is a flat tonight.